Welcome to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. That was Peter in his 50th anniversary Subaru STI in one of the tunnels that we were going through on our way down to SIA from Subaru of America on Thursday. This episode is going to be part one of two of my conversations with people in their cars and then also a uh, recording that I did at Turn In Concepts on, I guess it was Friday night. Yeah, Friday night when we went there for the raffle and the and the auction. So uh, there's going to be a part two because otherwise this episode would have become really long because I, I rode with Jeff, who goes by Slow Subies, in his car after I rode with a couple of people that are coming up. And then we have the raffle and the auction at Turn In Concepts. So, and I think there's some other conversations in there too. I don't remember exactly, but I just didn't want this one to get too terribly long. And so the next one will be even shorter. But uh, yeah, so I'm saving that for another episodes if you, uh, a little bit down the line because I have some other episodes with people that I've already recorded coming up in the next few weeks. But this, uh, this episode is really good, and so will the next one be, too, with my continuation with Jeff and his car. But you get some in-car audio, you get some radio chatter, and I left some, some funny radio chatter in there. And so just had some good conversations with Missy, who goes by The Spoon Again, and then also had some conversations with Ryan. And he gives his Instagram handle, but when I looked it up, it didn't come up, so maybe I'm putting it in wrong. So if anybody knows... Let me know. So we'll get into all of this here in just a little bit. And I hope you enjoy this in-car episode of 48 Hours of Tri-State. And I hope that it is something that will encourage you and uh, help you make the decision to come out to 48 Hours of Tri-State at some point. I'm glad that I was able to make it out and I had a really good time. And uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm glad I did it because I got to meet a lot of people. I got to see parts of the country that I hadn't seen before. I was able to go see Subaru of America and then also SIA in Indiana. So it was uh, just a really good time. And I'm glad that I was able to do it. And I got to meet this person or see this person again. So that was really fun. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subi, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. Before we headed over to SIA to do the tour, Jeff and I were able to meet up with Jen at this cool little breakfast spot, and it was nice to see her in person again, and it was good that Jeff got to meet her for the first time, and uh, we just hung out, had a great breakfast, took some photos, and uh, just chatted about all things Subaru and just what's going on with our lives, so it was nice to catch up and see her in person again, because I had not seen her since... And since 2022 when I went, to, went up to Subaru Flat Fest. So it was really nice to see you again. I have another Apple podcast review. This one comes from David and he just says, thank you. 
Thank you for having my best friend and partner, Matthew, on the podcast. Incredible podcasting skills and great flow. Peace and love, David. Thank you so much, David, for your review and for rating the podcast. I really appreciate that. And thank you for listening. And you're welcome for having Matthew on the podcast. This episode is brought to you by SubaruGear.com. For all of you Subaru Wilderness owners or those who just love the Subaru Wilderness editions, head over to SubaruGear.com and check out the Subaru Wilderness Collection. There you will find a selection of beanies, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. When you shop SubaruGear.com, be sure to use the code SUBINU24 for 20% off your purchase of any items from the Wilderness Collection or any other items on the site. Also, remember that if your total is if your total purchase is over $50 after the discount, you automatically get free shipping. Thank you so much, Subaru Gear, for sponsoring the SubiNU podcast and extend, extending these great offers to the SubiNU podcast listeners. This episode is also brought to you by Melee Design Firm, where they believe making the best performance parts from the highest quality materials is the only way to operate. Melee is offering 5% off select rally spec products, such as the Group 35 rally spec battery mount for the Crosstrek and other Subaru products, such as the front strut tower brace and engine bay caps. Speaking of the engine bay caps, they are offered in nine different colors. Red, blue, black, silver, neon yellow, hyper pink, hyper teal, red wrinkle, and white. To receive the 5% off, use the code SUBI plus U at checkout. So the little plus symbol is what you will use. So head on over to MeleeDesignFirm.com and check out the Rally Spec and Subaru sections of the website. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. I have another patron question of the week, and this one comes from Sam, that wandering Fozzie. He asks, if money was no issue, where would you go on vacation? Like, where's your dream vacation spot you'd love to go? And I had to kind of think about that because it's not something that I've ever really thought about. But I, I'm i not a beach person. I'm not really an ocean person. I like being by the water, but I don't like being on the beach. But for me, I absolutely love mountains. And so I think I would love to go to Switzerland and check out the Swiss Alps. I, I've only seen like photos and some videos and stuff, but it looks absolutely beautiful and I think it would be fun to just go somewhere else outside of the U.S. because I've never been outside of the U.S. So I think that would be like a fun vacation and a great place to go and just explore and see some different mountains. Because I've seen the ones in Colorado. I've seen the ones in Utah and, you know, some in Nevada and some other places. But I think it would be fun to just go somewhere else on the other side of the world and just have a good time and be in awe of some beautiful mountains. So thank you so much, Sam, for your question. Speaking of beautiful things, have you seen those black satin Tetons that I have on Pearl by Ryko Wheels? They also offer the Drifter, the Detour, and the Seeker. Those are available for Subarus for the Crosstrek for the Outback and for the Forester, and it's just for a few different generations of each. The great thing about Rika is they're committed to providing you with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits 
that will allow you to travel further, experience all of those new adventures, and discover extraordinary destinations. They want to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. Be sure to use the code SUBU10 at checkout to get 10% off a set of awesome wheels or a lift kit. Thank you so much, Rika, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. Okay, so now it's time to get into this episode. Again, this is like information from 48 Hours of Tri-State. The first segment is actually when I was at SOA, the, there's a guy I know there, Charles, and he introduced me to these three women that work for Make-A-Wish. They were there as part, uh, or they were there to represent Make-A-Wish New Jersey at the opening dinner for 48 Hours of Tri-State on Wednesday night. So he introduced me to them. We went to a conference room, and I sat with the three of them and with Peter, whose car you heard at the very beginning doing a pull <laughs> in the tunnel. And so we had a conversation about what Make-A-Wish New Jersey is and how 48 Hours of Tri-State has been involved with them and what it means to them, and just talking all things about the organization and how it relates to 48 Hours of Tri-State and how they've been working together. So this first segment is the conversation with the ladies from Make-A-Wish New Jersey and with Peter. So here we go into that first segment and then we just continue on from there. been doing this for 23 years and a number of years ago we were uh the 48 was uh actually sponsoring a different charity yeah and um that charity had a relationship with subaru and then they changed their vehicle manufacturer relationship Ooh. they went with uh some some significant sponsorship from a different vehicle manufacturer and so subaru said we want to keep supporting you but We've got some challenges here from a corporate perspective, and uh, so I guess Ted and the group looked around and, at the time, and and um, I think Matt McGovern was there. Maybe um, I don't I don't think you guys were there at the time. I I wasn't around in those early days, uh, but then we chose Make a Wish, and then that blossomed, and then blossomed, and then grew, and now it's just completely out of control. <laughs> and how long have y'all been with Make a Wish? So the 48 Hours has been sponsoring um, Make-A-Wish now for seven years, raising over $500,000 for Make-A-Wish New Jersey and granting 47 wishes to children here in New Jersey that are battling a critical illness. So what kind of wishes are y'all granting? Like, is it just a range of whatever they're asking for? Because I'm kind of familiar with Make-A-Wish. So I guess for people that may not be familiar, I guess kind of run through what Make-A-Wish is and how it works. Yeah, so Make-A-Wish New Jersey um, grants wishes to children that are battling critical illnesses. There's five different types of wishes. I wish to go, like our Disney Worlds, our Hawaii's. Mm-hmm. I wish to meet. Those are our celebrity wishes, our pro athlete wishes. I wish to have um, tangible items like a she shed or a laptop. Um, I wish to be. Those are our police police officer wishes, firefighter okay. wishes, princess wishes, you name it. Um, and the fifth type is I wish to 
to give. A lot of our wish kids want to use their wish to give it back oh, to somebody nice. else. Uh, we've seen a lot of wish kids who wish for tuition assistance for an older sibling or for a laptop for um, a sibling going off to college who they know mom or dad might not be able to afford that. Yeah, that's nice. Well, I guess a uh, good thing to do right now, too, is introductions. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm Dominique Gleason, Director of Events for Make-A-Wish New Jersey. Okay. I'm Rose Farr, Vice President of Development for Make-A-Wish New Jersey. And I'm Gabby Hebron, Events Associate for Make-A-Wish New Jersey. All right. And you are? And I am Peter Call. I'm Ted's assistant, uh, but uh, I actually act as uh, charity chairman for 48 Hours Tri-State. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so you all been doing this for seven years, you said, with, with uh, Subaru and Make-A-Wish New Jersey. So what, uh, what are, like, some of the biggest wishes that you all have granted? Well, we've granted wishes for virtually anything you can think of. Um, we have children who wish to have a camper. That was especially uh, a popular wish during the pandemic years when it wasn't safe for them to travel. Um, they are particularly in a vulnerable group, and um, having a an, a camper to drive around made it so that they wouldn't have to stay in a hotel, but they felt like they could actually travel and be a family. A lot of the um, the wishes that we see are um, kids that are thinking of things that they never thought possible, and that's one of the most important parts of Make-A-Wish is to help children think of the impossible. Um, a wish gives them the hope and the strength to overcome many things and primarily because they're doing something that they never thought possible. So if they could do that, um, you know, what's the next thing they can do? And that is I can, you know, I can beat this illness or, you know, mm -hmm. I can get better. I can um, sometimes a wish is just a way to, um, you know, keep doing your treatment because you're going to go somewhere at the end of it. And it gives them that momentum to, you know, as we say, like, you know, keep fighting, keep, keep trying to um, get to that point yeah. so that they can enjoy that wish. So what is like, what does 48 hours of tri-state in this partnership mean to each of you? I mean, it's without groups like 48 hours, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Um, make a wish. We get no. We have no fees for service. We get no government grants or government support. We literally grant every wish because of people like Peter, Forty Eight Hours, this Make a Wish crew. Who um, every dollar that we receive goes to granting wishes and our operating costs. So it means everything to us, and it means even more than everything to the children and families we serve. Um, you know, we hear all the time about. Uh, their one of the experiences that they have on a wish is they're so taken back that there are strangers in the world who are donating to make this wish happen and yeah. that there are people that are thinking of their child and they don't feel forgotten. And that's probably one of the most important aspects of a wish. But yeah, um, you know, we are eternally grateful and so indebted to these groups that, you know, make are they give us our ability to carry out our mission every day? And how long has Make a Wish New Jersey been around? So we're currently in our fortieth year. Oh wow! We're approaching our forty forty first nice. year here in New Jersey. Um, nationally, Make a Wish started in nineteen eighty. Here in New Jersey, we uh, were incorporated in nineteen eighty three. Okay. So. Oh, and this year we actually granted our twelve thousandth wish in wow. New Jersey. Nice. Yeah, just in New Jersey. That's pretty incredible. 
So tell us about the castle, because I know 48 Hours of Tri-State went to the castle last year. I heard I wasn't here. This is my first year at 48 Hours of Tri-State, but I heard y'all talking about that last year. So what is the castle? Yeah, the castle is the only one of its kind in the world. Um, it is a 20,000 square foot wishing place. It's the Samuel and Josephine Plumeri wishing place. It has um, three very magical rooms on the second floor and um, space for events and community events and for obviously our administrative offices. But it's a place that was built because we wanted wish children to think outside of their circumstances when they were making their wish. We didn't want the fact that uh, they may spend, might spend a lot of time at home in their bedroom, in their living room, not going to school. And sometimes that can kind of stifle the imagination. Mm -hmm. So the castle is a place that is meant to inspire, to um, bring back that sense of a wish could be anything. And it, it has done that for over half the wishes we've granted um, since our inception have happened at the castle. And it's the castle has only been in existence since 2011. So um, we know that it brings people uh, an awareness to our mission. And it has made our ability to deliver this mission um, so much greater. Yeah. Now, is that where everything happens at Make-A-Wish? Is that the castle or do you have other places or is that is that everything there? So, wish it, so a wish child doesn't have to come to the castle. Many of them do. They can declare their wish there and sometimes their wishes are granted there. Okay. If it's a Sweet 16 party, they can have it at the castle. If it's something tangible, like they're going to have um, a puppy, a laptop, we can have it granted at the castle. Uh, many of children choose to travel for their wishes. So, you know, obviously that doesn't happen at the castle, but we hold many wish alumni events there. So um, we try and bring the castle into almost every wish family's experience at some point. They're whispering over there. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have each of you been with Make-A-Wish? So I've been with Make-A-Wish for seven years. Okay. Um, I've been with Make-A-Wish for a little over two and a half years now. Okay. And I'm the newbie. I've only been here for three months. Oh, okay. So, so, well, so what is this like for you, being the newbie? This, So I was a teacher beforehand, so this is very different for me, um, but I absolutely love it. Coming into the event space and seeing all the different outside groups that I'm making different connections with and just seeing the power of each individual and the group themselves, like sitting here tonight with Peter and hearing him talk about and remembering all different wishes that he has run through and known that the 48 hours of tri-state has granted it's just absolutely amazing so i mean i'm honored to be working at make a wish new jersey oh, good well welcome yeah that's <laughs> nice so i, I know y'all are doing this 48 hours of tri-state is a means of fundraising but what other fundraising events do you hold throughout the year because this is just a small part of it obviously just being for you know a few days yeah, we are lucky enough that we um, 48 Hours is only one of our many external events that support us throughout the year. We have over 100 different events um, uh, that we attend throughout the year. Um, any day of the week, any weekend, um, we see a lot of golf outings, um, restaurant fundraisers. We see uh, we work with a lot of children's programs at schools or on college campuses. Um, lots of unique events um, just to fundraise and benefit the the kids that we serve here in New Jersey. 
um, our team, the development team, is responsible for going out to be the boots on the ground and meeting everyone in the community. Um, we get to go to uh, so many cool things where we can speak on behalf of the mission. Um, we get to bring Wish families to these different events. Um, but majority of our events are external um, events that are planned yeah. by people in the community that just want to do good. Uh, we have our presence reception internally. Uh, we do a gala internally and we have a walk coming up in April, April 13th. Okay. Shameless plug. Yeah. American yeah, Dream Mall. Uh, join a team, yeah. start a team, fundraise for Make-A-Wish. Um, but we have a few signature internal events, but we rely he- heavily on the community um, to support us. Okay. Yes, the tug of war in Manasquan. We love that one. It's very unique. Um, they put a, a rope across the inlet from Manasquan and Point Pleasant, and there's different heats, wow. and they battle it out to raise money for both of the towns as well as Make a Wish, New Jersey. That's cool. So, if somebody isn't able to like participate in the events, I guess they can donate at any time throughout the year. Yeah, correct. So, a lot of our events build their own um, fundraising pages where people can support the event that way, or they can just mail it, mail a check uh, directly to Make Wish New Jersey or donate online via our website. Okay. NJ.wish.org. <laughs> okay. All right. Was there anything else y'all wanted to talk about with Make-A-Wish? Because, I mean, I think we've covered some good things, and I want to let y'all get back to the event, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I think we're just super grateful to be here tonight um, at at Subaru of America, who have also been supporting us for um, many years, since 2011. Subaru of America has been a partner with Make-A-Wish America, um, raising over $32 million for (laughs) Make-A-Wish. It's a significant amount of money. They've granted over 3,500 wishes across the country. So we're super grateful to them, um, to being good friends of ours, as well as 48 Hours, and hosting them here and providing a great meal and a great space to socialize and hang out before the kickoff of the 48 hours event yeah well thank you for your time and uh well uh, it's exciting to talk to y'all and i'm excited to be here because this is my first time doing 48 hours in tri-state so it's nice to get a little inside look of what's going on so awesome yeah peter do you want to any closing yeah. words um so uh you know i kind of always feel weird because sometimes i attend um you know, I attended the president's reception this year and so forth kind of on behalf of the 48 hours. But what people don't realize when you do an event like our event, and, and I'm sure many of the other ones that are done for Make-A-Wish, is the number of hours, man hours, that go in to volunteering to do that. You know, we meet every Tuesday for the past six months for an hour and a half to two hours every Tuesday night. And yeah. you plan it and then people have assignments that go away from those meetings then you come back, and my assignments are usually related to something related to Dominique. Um, but um, we, we just have we have an incredible crew. There's 12, 12 of us that do this, and everybody contributes in their own way, um, whether it's doing the T-shirt designs, whether it's doing the marketing, whether it's do, looking for sponsors that we have on our T-shirts or um, – you know, coordinating things. I only do the charity part, but there's so much more to it. There's there's an entire team behind this, um, and and we do it for um, the love of community, our Subaru community, mm-hmm. and then as importantly, the love of the charity that we're working with. Yeah, um, you know, just some way to give back, and and you don't do that for 23 years in a row <laughs> yeah. without yeah. being dedicated to doing it. And, um, you know, because nothing comes free um, and, and the time, the money, the effort that's put in by by the staff and, of course, our participants yeah. um, is just something that uh, we can be ever thankful for. 
And how long, how long do y'all get, like, when do you get started with preparations before this event? <laughs> so that was, that, that, that was a topic of, so we had a call this past Sunday night and we had a call last night. And, uh, so we kind of closed the call last night with when's the next call. And I said, well, it's before the end of January. It's after the event wow. before the end of January. And they're like, yep. why so soon? I said, cause you guys are going to forget all the wonderful things that happen <laughs> and all the things that are going to go wrong that we know are going to go wrong and we need to get them written down. But we'll start in earnest again in April okay. meeting. Maybe we might have one in April, one in May, two in June, three in July. And then it rolls just weekly thereafter from you know booking hotel room blocks to it, you would not think well it is really hard to find a restaurant that will accommodate 110 people Ooh. for dinner <laughs> on a sunday wow. night yeah and um so a lot of work goes into things like that just yeah. picking the t-shirt color <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. a lot of, uh, everyone's got an opinion and you know, I know they got purple this year. Yeah, this year was this year was purple. I don't know who's who's. It wasn't my idea. It was somebody else's <laughs> idea. But but that's okay. But you know, so many decisions that have to be made um, on how we do things and pivot. We we this particular year we had uh, a challenge that came up literally five days ago. Wow. Significant challenge that came up five days ago, and so you got to find a way around it. Yeah, and um, and and you do, and you have to kind of make it transparent to all the the participants. So yeah. we're just thankful for Subaru, thankful for Make a Wish, thankful for our staff and our participants, and people like you for yeah. coming and joining us and jumping on an airplane and um, and, <laughs> yeah. and and spending the time with us. And we hope that we can make it uh, an event that, regardless of your podcast, that you want to come back and do again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you all for your time. Thank you. This next segment is me in the car with Missy, who goes by The Spoon Again, and I was riding with her during part of the first segment on our trip from New Jersey down to SIA on Thursday. So it was cool because earlier I got a chance to drive her car around the hotel area a little bit, so that was fun. So thanks again, Missy. I really, really appreciate that. So here we go. This is me in the car with Missy on our way, heading out, and just starting at the very beginning of our journey down to SIA. We're rolling out 48 Hours of Tri-State, uh, 23rd Annual 48 Hours of Tri-State. And I'm in my first car with the spoon again. How's it going? Oh, well, I'm just hoping I can keep up. It's yeah. my first year driving. So this is your second year attending 48 yes. Hours of Tri-State. Yeah. Okay. So what was your experience like last year? It was awesome. I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't get to drive at all last year. But um, touring Vermont Sports Car and just being part of a giant group of Subarus, all who are uh, united in one purpose, yeah. which kind of embodies the Subaru ideal. It was just, it was one of the most fun experiences of my life. And for context, we are sitting in her BRZ, which is really nice. And it was very nice of you to let me drive it earlier. <laughs> no problem. Fun. So we're leaving New Jersey and we're heading out to SIA in Indiana to do a tour of the plant tomorrow on Friday. So definitely excited for that. Yeah, me too. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to us because we've got a group of 19 cars in this group. There's four groups. We're in group three. 
there's 19 cars and as we're rolling out we're no doubt gonna catch some red lights like we just did when you get out of the trailer park and make a left you can double up at the light oh you hear that people got it. <laughs> so everybody's got a cb radio which is kind of cool I haven't seen a cb in a long time so what year is this 23 yeah what's your experience been like with it so far i love her she's awesome can we confirm that all convoy members should have their headlights on? Excellent point. Yes, they should. They're on now. Yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning as we go. So I'm starting off with the spoon again. Is it right to use your real name? Mike, is this yeah. Straight or yeah. Not my government name. No. <laughs> yeah, Make so. Make left at the light. We just stopped that. Oh, Make no. a left. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. They're going to let us. For anybody stuck in a straight line. Yeah, we're stuck. It's a left and a left, not a right. Sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're making a left onto Marlton Pike. We yeah, got a bunch of people stuck in a right turn lane. Yeah. That's why we have GPS, get to the turnpike in King of Prussia. This will be an interesting trip, keeping up with everybody. I think once we get out on the open road, it'll be a lot easier, but they said getting to the turnpike is gonna be a little challenging. Yeah, I'm trying to decide how I feel about that, but I don't have a choice. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you can just let me drive. <laughs> it'll be interesting to hear all this. CB chatter too. Yeah. So yeah. So for context, the one of the points for me being out here for for the trip was to hop around in different cars. They're not part of the group. They are not. That's an Audi. Get out of here, Audi. Yes, I got into Missy's BRZ, and I was going to reverse. And I ended up like putting it in sixth gear because I was trying to find reverse and uh, realized I had to roll down the window and ask her where sixth gear was because it's not in the same spot as my cross track. It's <laughs> left and forward and not right and back. It's because Subaru partnered with Toyota on the BRZ and the FRS. So it's different different uh, layout but I figured it out and got to drive it for a little bit so that was fun did you enjoy it I did enjoy it very much it uh the uh, seats are nice and comfy too yes that's a nice license plate zero 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 nine yeah oh and then somebody else is up there STI says I guess whoever behind them that, says I think losing that's, I think that's Peter's <laughs> Thubaru. I was Are going we... to get a vanity plate and then I thought, no, I'll just get my veteran's license plate because you have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops to get a veteran's plate. Yeah. And uh, that way I don't need an army decal. Yeah. We're passing by a Wawa. <laughs> I need some Wawa. Thirsty. If that's Ryan, he's the middle. Oh, okay. But everybody could have already passed me. 
Silly question, but is that New Jersey? I don't know. I don't no, know. No, this is this is Philadelphia. Oh, okay. That's Jersey. Gotcha. Because the We're Rocky the steps mm-hmm. are like five minutes from here. Mm. Because if Wyatt and his fiance had come with me, we were going to come over here and. Is anyone else really static here? Is it just my CB? It's and just your CB. I think it's just you. <laughs> you have three pedals <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just do the best we can what the new ones yeah. I'm sorry about my headlights being off in your mirrors I'm used to it we're all good here we're just glad that we've got somebody behind us and in front of us that we know where we're going <laughs> it does appear the back of the group is caught up we're right before the sign over the bridge right by the monument at the monument behind the semi <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't, my vocabulary wasn't quite expanded enough to call out what that really was, monument or, I don't know, piece of metal. <laughs> lightning bolt? Some people you call that call art. Right. It's a modern art masterpiece, damn it. <laughs> Thank you for filling in the blanks for me, I really do appreciate it. Got You doing okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I keep thinking it would be fun to bring my dog, but... Not much room in here. No. No, and I had to leave room for a human passenger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll be very thankful when we're out on the open, open road. Yeah, me too. This is, uh, this... City, closed in, congested, I don't know where I'm at, roads are kind of, uh... Yeah. Messy. And at this point I'm just going because I don't have any other choice. (laughs) I highly recommend, though, if you get a chance to go to Vermont Sports Car. Uh, yeah, that's... It is an experience not to be... I want to do that for sure. It's funny, like up in these states, you'll see so many different license plates because all the states are so close together. You've got like, seems like you've got people driving all over the place, kind of. Oh, and probably in Houston, it's just all Texas. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because Texas is so big. And do you know when you took my car out around the parking lot and around the Mm -hmm. block, that's the first time I had ever heard my exhaust from outside the car. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, How'd no, it sound? No, I love it. Yeah. Nobody, I, nobody drives my car. Uh, nobody wants to, really. Whoops. Oh. Well, uh, thank you for letting me drive it then. Honored. Well, you're quite welcome. I let my son drive it, but he's an excellent driver. And my son that lives in Indianapolis, he's allowed to drive it too, because he's the whole reason I have a BRZ. I wonder how far behind the rest of everybody we are. 
uh, like four miles. <laughs> because when they called out, they were at three thirty-six, and we were at three forty or something, oh. or whatever the mileage was. But we got caught at a couple of lights, also. True. So it's not my fault. No, no. Which exhaust did you get? Uh, Borla. Oh, nice. I waited for the one yeah, that um, was designed for this generation. This oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. And I think the <laughs> the pre-orders were live for about five minutes before I was poking the button. Take my money. <laughs> you were ready. I was. It was way too quiet. At this rate, we won't be there until next week. <laughs> BRZ is a little bit of a stiff and kind of roughish ride, but it's not bad. I mean, it's not like, oh, I can't take it. You know? <laughs> I just com like compared it to a cross track. It's, um, and this is much softer than on my summer tires. Oh, yeah. This is soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very floaty. I uh, really got like seven easy pass lanes and only three of them are open. That makes sense. Our friend in the BRZ, are you new to the group? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, just checking. Once these cars pass, I'm just going to hop in front of you and then uh, as we make our way up, that way. You're not the lead car being new to the group. Oh, thank you, thank you. All right, I feel a little bit more comfortable now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you seem to be out of all You had bad absolutely traffic. no idea what was going through my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be lost. I'll never get home. We made it. I made it. It's different caravanning when you're in the military because you're in giant vehicles and everybody gets out of your way. I think I just yeah. had Peter. Do you know what the horsepower is on this one? On paper? Mm -hmm. 228. Oh, that's not bad. I don't use all of it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, um, it isn't fast, but I didn't buy it because I thought it was fast. Yeah. I, my car previous to this one was a 2018 Chevy Trax. Oh, yeah. And it was dark gray. And it was my second dark gray car in a, in a row. And it was okay, but it just never felt like it was mine. Yeah. So I'd had it about a year maybe, and I, <laughs> I told my son, the one with the first generation BRZ, I said, I am going to find a car that is small, has two doors, a back seat that will lay down, and is manual transmission, and is cute. You found it. And that was before he got his BRZ, and then he got his, his is a 2017 Series Yellow. Yeah. And oh, nice. uh, I drove it around the parking lot and decided that I'm going to have a BRZ. Yeah. It is comfortable too. So now that we've broken free from a lot of the traffic, we can really enjoy this driving experience. Yeah. 
and I'm a little bit more comfortable with the level of traffic that there is. Yeah, that's good. I'm moving right up here. We're just going to hang out in the right lane. 55? Well, that's all I need to do is get a ticket for going 70. I thought the RZs were fast. Hey, BRZ, can I get around you real quick? Go ahead. I think he wants you to get over to the right, I guess. Oh, no, he's going. Yeah, just when I said I was, I'm a little bit more comfortable now. No, you're not. <laughs> All right, nine minutes to the rest stop. Are we just regrouping there? I guess. Uh, I'm going to need to go to the restroom. Me too. Looks like we've got about another eight minutes to go till the rest area. Can confirm the rest of the group is waiting at the rest area. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I had to go pick my son up. Yeah, this rest area should be coming up after these uh, next three or four curves. I had to go pick my son right. up at this camp uh, last weekend. Uh -huh. And there was a lot of windy roads on the way there and this car would have been so fun on those roads <laughs> but i was having fun in my cross track you know being manual but it's slow so it was hard getting yeah, up some of the hills because it was hilly well this car's not fast it is faster than my cross track is it <laughs> oh yeah my cross track only has like 145 what? horsepower what what size engine do you have 2.0 oh yeah then I guess this is probably faster than the Oh, yeah. Correct. I'm pretty sure this rest area is at mile 304. 10-4. I think it's a... My Google map shows it's a right off of this road, so I don't know if that's the truth, but if you could relay back and then we can all start getting over. That is correct. This is the same rest stop I stop at when you go on the Boxer Fest. Sweet. We'll start migrating over to the right. Is this the fastest you've gone in this? Um, no. No. I've been over 100 twice. Mm, nice. <laughs> once with me not driving and once with me driving. I don't do it very often because the only place I can do it, I don't even know if, if I make anymore. a mistake, the car is dead. I've, because there's saltwater canals on either side oh, of the road. Yeah. So it has to be a calm day with yeah, dry pavement and no from, wind. From my location right now at mile marker 306. Corey, can you confirm you have the Justy and the Suburban? Yep, we're all back here. Let's trying to eat the Justy. Oh yeah, it's coming the up. Suburban is pushing the Justy. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when you can pull through to a spot. Yeah. Oh, they're checking out your car. Alright, we need to take these off. Yeah, we're just going to use the restroom real quick and then we'll be ready to go. I don't know if I need to push a button or anything. Uh, I'll do that. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, at this point here, we had gotten to the rest stop that we were talking about on the drive. And so, we were all just standing around and... Uh, this one guy, Godwin, was having some issues with his power steering pump, and uh, it was having a little bit of a leak. So 
we were all standing around looking at that and uh, just walking around and talking and uh, getting to meet some new people. What's your name? I'm Alex. Alex, what do you drive? I drive Subarus and work on Subarus and yeah. been doing it for 20 plus years. Nice. How many times or how long have you been doing 48 hours of Tri-State? All the time. Yeah. Since pretty much since from the beginning. Nice. This is my first time, so I'm enjoying it so far. It's a good, definitely a good experience. It's interesting. I don't know what we do or how we do it, but everyone seems to enjoy it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far, so I'm just trying to, I'm here to hop around with different people and just talk to different people and put out a 48 Hours Tri-State episode. Well, it's, it's an event that I think everybody should do. I agree, yeah. They've been trying to get me to come out here for three years, so I'm glad I was finally able to make it. So, thank you. Thank you. So, what's going on with this car over here, man? A small power steering pump leak. Yeah. So he he drove from upstate New York, I believe. Oh wow. So I don't think it's as big as he thinks it is because if he drove from yesterday to today, he doesn't have a good he doesn't have a good sample size to say this is when it started. This because he's just now noticing it now. So it could have leaked from the time he left to the time now and it got low. So it could be fine by the end of the day. Yeah. It probably is. It probably is. Hey, I see you've got a uh, CBNU podcast decal right there. I do. This yeah, really cool guy named Raphael gave it to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he traveled from rather far away. Actually, there are some people here from Texas. I heard did about you, that. You, I have not you? met them. Who okay. are they? Um, introduce really me. tall guy, and they're driving an Ascent. Okay. I, they might be in group two or th- two or four. Okay. I can't remember which. As a really tall guy. Really tall guy. I'll point okay. you out to him later when, when we're in the... Well, later tonight when we're in the, at the hotel. Okay. Yeah, so, that'd be great. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. What year is your outback? So this is a 2010. I actually bought this for the trip, and oh. I have the last two years because I don't have a Subaru. Um, I don't, I, and that's not by choice. If I could, I would, but it's just right now, you know, everybody's got functions for their cars, and I just don't have a need for one right now. So every year I've bought, uh, and I should say I've owned an O2 WRX, a 20, uh, 2018. 2005 to 2005 Legacy GT wagon had those for years. They were daily drivers. But then after I sold that car, I bought a truck because I bought a house. All the adulting. I'll just call, call it adulting. And then uh, the last two, uh, the trip before that, I took my truck and I really wanted to drive a Subaru on the trip. So last year I bought a 2010 with a rod knock. Swapped the swapped the EJ25 that was in it. I swapped the new one in. I bought it from PMP Auto Group, who's a sponsor of the 48 Hours. Um, nice. Went up there and bought bunch of goodies from him and then uh swapped the engine drove it last year and then i sold it and then this year i bought this from a friend of mine who owns mid-atlantic tire in um in maryland in eastern maryland and uh this was their loaner car so it's got 223 24,000 miles on it so i did the head gaskets on it and i wish there was some wood to knock on i don't want to talk <laughs> bad about it it's been just fine <laughs> as i padded on the roof rack yeah <laughs> So continuing on with this journey and this trip, do you have any recommendations of somebody that I could possibly ride with? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, anybody that would that would be willing to talk. I would say you could hop in the back here, but there's so much stuff, and we could probably make room if you don't mind dogs. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much everybody else. There's a couple people that are solo. Ryan in the green Tacoma. Yeah. I believe he is solo. You might want to ask okay. him, and I can introduce you. That's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's a talkative guy. Um, 
same with Peter in the blue 30th uh, anniversary WRX, the STI. Oh, nice. So, yep. So he's and he's he's usually the guy that is in the middle of our. He's like the enter the the I'll call him the middleman because he kind of you know it's it's nice to be able to know a, a group of twenty cars. You can't just have somebody at the front and the back. You also yeah. need somebody in the middle. Peter, you said. Yep. Oh wait, yep. he's the the old the yeah. I, I met yep. him yep. last night. He was the guy last or yeah. You probably met him last night, and he was the guy that was talking about um, uh, talking about WhatsApp in the drivers' meeting this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up hopping in the truck in the Tacoma with Ryan because by the time I found Peter, everybody was starting to roll out, and I decided to just go hop in with Ryan and talk to him. So this next conversation is with Ryan. Yeah. So how many year, or how long have you been doing Forty Eight Hours of Tri-State? Oh, uh, this is my third year actually. Okay. Yeah, I started doing this in twenty. 20- Two because I've been getting the uh, the forty eight hours like uh, not brochures but I've been getting the emails about them since I started working for Subaru like way back in 2011, 2012. Okay. And uh, I just never either had the time or the money to be doing it. And I I got a new job a couple years ago and I'm a little more financially available to be doing stuff like this. Are you still working for Subaru? I am not, unfortunately. Okay. Um, it was a dealership thing. It wasn't like a corporate thing. So gotcha. the money just wasn't there. And uh, working as a technician, like I was just absolutely wrecking myself. Yeah. So I was looking to get into a different career and ended up washing motorcycles, like just to pay the bills. Uh-huh. But they lost one of their techs and asked me if I'd be willing to uh, work in the shop for like double the pay. Okay. I'm like, you know what? I mean, the money's there, so sure, why not? Yeah. And uh, I've been doing that for last, uh, actually, just crossed five years. Nice. I guess it'd be good to introduce yourself to. Oh, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to doing this in a different format. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, full name or not? No, I just. First name, and then if you've got an Instagram handle. Well, yeah. My name's Ryan. Uh, I go by Crisis Point Motorsports on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I'm not as active as I used to be, but I'm trying to, you know, keep up pictures of the car, you know, link stuff to my YouTube channel where I've been posting stuff from when I do track days and stuff. Nice. Because I just finished paying off my WRX, so that's... That's a plus. Going like full blown like race car show car. Yeah. So. Yeah, because for context, people listening, we're in a Tacoma right now. Yeah, and I forgot to turn my radio off, so you probably got a bunch of that. No, it's okay. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, I had the car out last year, but unfortunately, due to some of the road conditions, I ended up having to like rebuild most of the suspension. Mm, yeah. And you know, it had. The Subaru problems, you know, while we were out on the road. I, I'm like, you know, if I'm going full bore race car on it, I'm just going to, I'm going to take the daily and just, you know. Yeah, I mean, 48 hours of Tri-State is about what it represents, not necessarily what you drive, even though it's mostly Subarus, but, you know, it's okay. You got to drive what's going to be comfortable and and uh, be a little bit easier on you and, and especially not tearing up the car on a long drive yeah so what all have you done to it uh it's mostly uh suspension and chassis work um i've actually been having uh mike from azp take care of the car for me in recent years but it's you know 
set of coilovers, control arms, sway bars, you know, the, the usual stuff you start getting into to get the car to drive more the way you want it. Yeah. Um, wheels and tires, uh, brake pads, um, you know, trying to see how far I can get with a lot of the factory parts before I start replacing things. Because if I just start swapping stuff really quick, I may end up with a car that I'm not comfortable driving at a certain limit versus, you know, get used to the car and then, hey, this needs to be changed. And then, you know, over time, just make it more and more of what I want. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's like I said, it's mostly suspension work. It does, you know, have intake exhaust, but knowing that I was going to be on the track, I didn't want to get too crazy with it because, you know, you, everybody hears the horror stories of, oh, my Subaru blew up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. want to be that guy. So I got probably about 8,000 miles worth of track time on the car uh, and I'm up to a 40 minute session so nice I do you know I do road course mostly in South Jersey at uh, New Jersey Motorsports okay. and I do uh, autocross with some of the Subaru events like a uh, Wicked Big Meat or Boxer Fest or something like yeah. that that's cool so so how did you end up getting into doing 48 hours of Tri-State for the first time get Getting into this was mostly, it was like I saw it and I'm like, you know, let's, I'm going to take the time off. I'm going to go do this, see what it's about, you know, at least go for one year. I, everything's for charity and I always wanted to do long drives like this. And uh, I, I just, you know, paid my way into it, booked the hotels, showed up and everyone here is just, you know, been super chill. It, you know, every every person I talk to is like basically your friend. Yeah. From day one. So, now, did you know people when you went into it? Or? Absolutely not. I, wow. I I had no friends doing this. I had you know, I don't have any family that does this. Um, so you went into it completely gonna, cold, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna let these guys by. I'm blocking traffic. But yeah, no, I I was just a you know single person who showed up with a you know straight pipe turbo car <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know uh my first year in 22 we went out to pittsburgh and back and uh that that drive was awesome everybody was super helpful like anybody who had car issues like everybody stopping to help or picking up people from other groups yeah and yeah it's so your reception to it was great. Uh, one second. Okay. Hey, Pete, are we all going to bunch up behind you? I think that's the plan. I think we got a little spread out there. Okay. Uh, I might pull in behind this tanker then. Yeah, or, uh, or I can just swap lanes, whatever. Thank you. Yeah, pull, pull in behind the tanker. And I'm just going to follow these uh, these other tractor trailers to work. We're bunched up. Yeah, I actually got Jeff behind me in his Impreza, so at least we got one. So you uh, came out to the first 48 hours that you attended and didn't know anybody. And, like, what was your just first experience with it and your impression, you know, walking into something cold like that? It was a lot of people. Yeah. It was, I mean, a lot of very friendly people, but it was a lot of people who've been doing this for a very long time. 
and uh, I think I was lucky that I actually got to attend the drive with Ted. Okay. And uh, yeah, because unfortunately uh, Ted passed before we did yeah, the, uh, I heard about the 23 that. rally. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, I feel fortunate to have uh, done the drive with Ted. Ted was very, very passionate about it. And that definitely carried over to a lot of the participants. Yeah. So like, the, you know, it makes you feel more like you want to continue doing this as much as possible. Yeah. You know, at least within your means. Yeah, I mean, for me, this was the third year that they were trying to get me to come out here to do this. But, you know, I it's not realistic for me to try to drive from Houston, you know, to drive all the way up and then drive all the way around and then yeah. drive back home. So I flew out. Jeff was messaging me a couple, uh, a few months ago, and I looked at flights and uh, said, all right, I'll just, I'll book it because... They, uh, Paisan and Corey had been trying to get me to come out here for, like I said, for three years. So Jeff was like, yeah, she's got to come do it. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't, I know a few people here, but there's also a lot of people that I don't think I've ever chatted with. So I can imagine coming into it, not knowing anybody at all would be maybe a little intimidating, huh? Yeah, I, I could say it would be intimidating, but I mean, like, because of the nature of the people who do events like this, just mm-hmm. in general, it makes it a lot, I'm going to say more accessible Yeah. to individuals, you know, like myself, when, you know, starting up from, you know, not knowing anything about what's going on, anything like that, and, you know, now going into, you know, the third year, and I've made friends doing this. Uh, there's a lot of people where, you know, when we do the big group meets at the hotels mm-hmm. you know everybody's like oh hey how you been hey and we only see each other once a year yeah it's not like we're talking on social media or anything it's we only see each other for this yeah that's that's what i was going to ask like are do you are any of these people close enough to you that you hang out with them ever or, or it's just at the event i don't honestly i don't even hang out with mike he just works on my car okay. <laughs> yeah no there's uh there's a couple people who are either new to the event this year or who've been doing this for a year or two that I actually meet up with for some of the other Subaru events in the Northeast. Okay. Where there's uh, one of the guys who's in a different group. Uh, he does the autocross with me at like Boxerfest. Nice. So we, um, you know, we have that in common. You know, we're, we're running in different groups because, you know, he daily drives his car. I don't anymore, so now I'm running at a different level. But yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, sometimes these guys, I'll I'll see stuff going on in WhatsApp, and I'll you know I'll be talking to Peter or Paisan or somebody, and you know we keep close enough to know what's like the big stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's everyone's so spread apart. We you, you were saying you were from Texas. There's actually a. Uh, a couple who are in another group, yeah. but they're from, uh, yeah, I think your area of Texas. Yeah, I can't remember. They're uh, a few hours away from me, but not too far. Yeah, and they uh, they, they had flown somewhere to pick up a new car, yeah. and they're doing a like a countrywide tour in the, in the new car. Yeah. 
Um, I know they were going to drive their Subaru, but then they found out that the new car they were getting was ready, so they decided yeah. to just fly up and get it and do the yeah. trip in that. It's like when I met them was in the 22 rally, and they missed the, 20, uh, the 23 rally. And they had actually driven a brand new Ascent up from Texas just to get here for this and then drove back to Texas. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to do that. I would just... It'd be hard to take that much time off work. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, afford the hotels and, and everything. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's for a really good cause. And I got to talk to the women from Make-A-Wish last night and got them on the mic for a little bit to talk about it. So that was really cool. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's cool that they've been doing it for 23 years too. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea they'd been running this that long. Because, I mean, again, I'd only been hearing about it since I started, you know, with Subaru. So I probably got my first, like, hey, we're doing a charity thing back probably right about the time they started uh, working with Make-A-Wish. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought this was a lot younger than it was. And it's, uh, it's cool to be able to go meet up at Subaru of America and had the little dinner and people there and uh that's uh kind of feel like you're really a part of the brand that you're driving and and passionate about yeah because I, I i did talk to a couple of the uh the people from subaru while you know while we were at the opening dinner and the one thing i noticed with uh the people that we were talking to was their enthusiasm for the brand and for the events didn't seem like it was forced or anything. It seemed like they, you know, genuinely were there because they love the brand. They love what they do. Yeah. Yeah, because there's there's a few people that I know at Subaru, and same thing. Like they're very passionate about it. They go to the, the you know they attend the events, and they communicate with people. They try to help people out. And uh, it's just been like my experience has been really, really good with it. And uh, so I'm glad to be a part of all of it. And I'm thankful that because I just had the idea to start the podcast and, you know, it's opened up a lot of opportunities. So I've been very thankful for that. Yeah, this is actually one of the things I like about these trips is every time I'm right here in a second. Okay. Every time I've been uh, on these trips, it's, I'm always going to someplace I've never been before. Yeah. So I get, you know, I get the opportunity to sometimes look out the window and see these little communities, like off on the side of the highway, that in some cases people would never notice. Yeah. And like, you know, some of these houses are just like super neat to look at, and I don't get to see that off in suburbia. So. Yeah, I used to travel for my old job and. I came to Pennsylvania for a job at one point and was driving around after it had snowed and I'm looking around at all these homes that have a decent amount of land and the land, you know, around the homes, on top of the homes and then like behind it's just like all covered in snow. Being from Houston, we don't see that. So it's really nice to be able to be somewhere else and see that. and that was a nice trip because I was by myself. I wasn't with anybody else, so I could do whatever I wanted to. That's what kind of was kind of challenging about my other job is 
that I would be traveling with other people most of the time, and so I couldn't just like go off and do my own thing, which kind of sucked, but you know, sometimes I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna go do this, and they're like, okay, I'll just be here at the hotel working. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get that. That seems a little more like uh, when I get sent around the country for, uh, for like different manufacturer training. It's like when I was working with Subaru at the dealerships, uh, one of the training sessions they sent me out for was uh, to Syracuse. Oh. And at the time I was driving a lease and was almost out of miles. So they gave me a, God, what year was it? I think it was a 16 or a 17 uh, Legacy Limited. Mm-hmm. And it, all the bells and whistles. And I basically, you know, I got in the thing, turned on the, uh, you know, the eyesight cruise control and just didn't hit the brakes again until I got to Syracuse. Like, yeah, it's kind of like we're doing now, you know, this, with the adaptive cruise control, just let it do its thing. So, I mean, I'm assuming at this point Pete's on cruise control too, so. Yeah. We're all just, oh, uh, we... We got a bunch of people stuck behind uh, semi-trucks behind us. <laughs> so that that's, I would say this is one of the typical, like you typically see it, but it's one of the side effects of driving in bigger groups. Yeah. Especially for an event like this. So now we have half of our group is way up ahead with, uh, with Mike in the lead truck. And now I'm following the mid-pack and now we're split up again because we got the semi-trucks cutting in between everybody. Yeah. I know. We've only got two Subarus behind us right now. Directly. Were you looking for Ryan in the Tacoma? Yeah. What can I do for you? I was asking if you can hear when I lift off the gas. Yes, I can. Good, because I'm not a huge fan of using the brakes. Yeah, I got the adaptive cruise control on, so I think we're good. Nice. Sweet, so I mean, you can even just take a nap. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) So, unfortunately, we do get split up a bunch, and you can't just suddenly come to a stop on the side of the road. Yeah, of course. But, you know, it's we're all kind of going to the same spot, so we just kind of do the best with what we can so only eight hours and 43 minutes not bad at all yeah we're part of the group just passed by 271 over six i think that might have been Corey. 270 over nine at the front oh not too far behind okay yeah this is if i remember correctly this is just this is uh two-lane road until we sorry for calling you Tyler instead of Peter. Get to... <laughs> yeah, it's just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I think it's just a two-lane highway until we get basically to Ohio. So, we're just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. car in the group in the back doesn't have a boxer in What? Aside from the obvious answer, 
You weren't supposed to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so they ask which car doesn't have a yeah, boxer the, engine. The first one that comes up from my thought. <laughs> I think they're talking about the Justy. You're good. It's fresh in the wrapper. I just bought it last week. That's the first time I'd ever seen a Justy. So you think you'll continue to do 48 hours of Tri-State every year? I can. If, if I am able to, I would absolutely love to try. Yeah. Because this, like even being a solo driver, this is one of the most fun things that I do throughout the year. Because it, it's basically just, you know, I'm in a group of 20 cars right now. And we probably have 30 some odd people. I'm basically in a group of, you know, 30 of my friends. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to go drive cross country, basically. And we're going to have a great time doing it because we're doing it as a group. Yeah. And this, like, we've been, we've been basically just chilling this entire time. Yeah, the driver meeting that we had, it's, uh, they're obviously care about everybody's safety and... Yes. Not just safety, but just being a considerate driver for everybody else on the road. And if you've got people driving like an idiot, then, you know, it disrupts everything within the group. It's like, just chill with the group and go drive like an idiot on your own. Yeah, it, you know, because, yeah, as soon as you start making noise, everyone's going to see the one guy acting up. They're not going to see the 20 other guys behaving. Yeah. And it's going to make everybody look bad. And, like, uh, the, the closest thing I can equate it to is uh, how a lot of these off-road trails out in, like, Utah... And places like that are getting shut down for vehicle traffic because you get these people who go out and. There's a speed trap ahead. Thank you. Google says there's a speed trap ahead. Anyway. Oh, asking me if it's still here, so I must have passed it. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be on this bridge. Anyway. Yeah, so they're they're shutting down some of these off-road areas in these uh, national parks because people go out there and they they drive off the trail or they tear things up or they leave trash everywhere. And, yeah, and that is normally few and far between, but for the majority of people who go out there and are respectful and stuff, it, it ruins it for them because now these areas are getting closed off and. The people who were causing issues in the first place, they're the ones who are going to drive around the barrier and keep going. Yeah. You know, saying, oh, what are they going to do? Arrest me? Yeah. Well, I hope they do. Yeah, they're going to arrest you. They're going to tow your vehicle and you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> so, it's, you know, so it's, it's kind of the same thing with like doing the whole car car club thing or big group drives it's, it takes one guy to just ruin it for everybody else and we for the most part haven't had that happen yeah in the drivers meeting they were talking about a few years ago there there was a bunch of trucks a convoy of trucks and they started radioing in with the cars asking like what's the deal with all these Subarus and they were telling them what they were doing 
and the truck drivers were being like you know saying they were thankful for the all the Subaru drivers being respectful of the trucks and then they said that quite a few of the truck drivers ended up donating 48 hours of Tri-State to make a wish which is really cool so that's the kind of drive that you want you want you want the kind of drive that gets recognized by other people on the road as as being a good drive and respectful yeah that was actually something that I wasn't aware of like that situation because uh, that happened before I started with the rally and I can 100% see that happening because like I I have yet to see anybody even like in a snowy parking lot trying to do donuts because you know of course you get a bunch of Subarus somebody wants to go spinning (laughs) around in an empty parking lot and no like everybody everyone behaved it was you know they, they're very good about... Passing exit 247. They're very good about uh, catering to people who have... Um, sorry, just making sure I yeah, yeah. hear what's going on on the radio. Yeah, they seem to be very good about uh, catering to people who may have specific vehicle needs. Mm-hmm. So like that blue uh, wagon that we had at the rest stop with the power steering issue. And, you know, everybody jumped up to try and help him out and make sure his car was going to make it. And, uh, you know, now we can kind of adjust what's going on based on the fact that we have someone who... We're on this road for another 173 miles, so, yeah, it's going to be one. Yeah, someone who uh, may end up with steering issues could be, you know, could be later today, could be tomorrow could be months from now you know he could be fine until you know he suddenly remembers hey i my, my power steering pump is having issues yeah but you know that's that's what we're here for we're we're here to make sure everybody has a good time is safe and everybody gets there it's like last year uh my car actually went into limp mode halfway to the final dinner oh yeah yeah and like we we had been stuck in traffic and there was there were other people who kept trying to force their way into the group. And next thing you know, it's like my car's lighting up like a Christmas tree. And it's like, hey, I'm stuck doing 45 miles an hour. And, you know. And. Yes. Okay. Um, and Peter actually, uh, he slowed down and drove with me the entire way from where I started having, (laughs) where I started having problems until we got to the dinner and we were able to check out the car. So like the whole group kept going and he hung back with me just to make sure that, you know, if something happened, somebody would be with me. So, you know, it's, and it's like that for everybody here Yeah. because everybody was like, Hey, no, we can all stop. And it's like, no, we can't. We can't have 20 people, you know, 20 cars stopping on the side of the road. In addition to my question, you realize that 100 miles, there's nothing off the turnpike. <laughs> 100 miles, there's nothing off the turnpike. Awesome. So do, are they planning on continuing the 168 miles before lunch, or do we stop to eat lunch? Um, knowing Mike... My <laughs> God, uh, you guys must have been really poking it, because we were poking it back there. Yeah. No, knowing Mike or Paisan, whatever you want to call him, um, once we hit like one o'clock, if he's not eating, he's going to be very, very upset. <laughs> I think this is the slowest we've ever traveled on the highway. 
Sorry, when I run out of stuff to talk about, I get kind of boring. <laughs> no, no, which is funny because I usually don't run out of stuff to talk about. Uh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm boring. I don't. Well, <laughs> I mean, we are going 161 additional miles before our next turn, so yeah. like we're going a real long way before uh, we have to before we have to get anywhere. I guess you know most of the people now. Yeah, majority of the uh, the people in this group uh, I have driven with before. Okay. Um, yeah, a good majority over either you know last year, the year before. Um, so, like you know, it's like they say in the uh, the sign the group signups. You know, if you want to. You hang out with your friends, sign up for that group. If yeah. you hate these people, don't oh, sign yeah. up for that group. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. I wonder if there are anybody that hates somebody else. It doesn't seem like there would be. No, I don't, I don't have any issues with, you know, other people here. Oh, hey, we've collected somebody else. There's a there's a forester that's oh. back here that just joined up, and they got a radio. So, <laughs> it's the only way you so can they, tell from the front of the car. Yeah. It's like last night we were uh, we were leaving the uh, the dinner, and there was a Ford Maverick behind me with a CB antenna. I'm like, oh, it must be the, the couple from Texas. Yeah. Yep. But it turns out there's a second Ford Maverick uh, doing the rally with us. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Oh, the, okay. The couple from Texas is in a powder blue Maverick, and these guys were in a dark red with a bed cap on it. Huh. I was like, that's. I'm like, I thought it was a first responder. Yeah, two Mavericks. Yeah. Interesting. Actually, that Ascent up there is a loner from Faulkner Subaru. Yeah, I was wondering if they were part of our group, because earlier I saw them kind of speeding past everybody else. They like, are. They have like a half dozen GoPros with them. Uh, um, they are... Group just past 233 over 8. Okay. Um, Front door, 233 over 2. Oh, sweet. We're basically all together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're actually, like, paying Faulkner to rent that vehicle for the week. Uh, they have, like, four or five yeah, people with them. Ryan's BRZ up there, and the, I'm um, sorry, Ryan's Crosstrack and the white BRZ. Yeah, so they got, like, four or five of them in there. Wow. All their gear, a bunch of camera gear, you know, a bunch of Insta360s and stuff like that. And last year, they, they did the, uh, the Vermont run in a bagged chrome green wrapped alfa romeo julia wow <laughs> which was just wow like... that's cool <laughs> yeah so they're... so were they like some kind of film crew or something or i don't know um i know at least one of them has a brz drift car okay which is why they're not bringing it on the rally yeah because you know same problem i'm gonna have <laughs> you yeah. can't bring a race car in the snow <laughs> but yeah, no, they're they're cool guys. That's um, if you see in the chat, that's the mic with the Y. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so they they got that as the longer car. There's Diogo, who I talk to, you know, through Facebook once in a while. But yeah, most of these guys I don't 
Um, I don't hear from them, you know, except when we're doing this. And we're moving back to the left up here? I... Uh, well, apparently it's time. You know about a jelly time? <laughs> time for me to send my gas mileage through the floor. I've only been averaging 17. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> Normally I'm getting like 23. <laughs> I wonder how the Justies do it. <laughs> Like I said, we're doing a top speed run in the Justy, so. Let's <laughs> test it out. Yeah, I, I think I see the Suburban way back there, too, so. Who's in the Suburban? Uh, that is the Justy support crew. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, because I think funny. the, uh, I, yeah, I think the dad is in the Suburban and the son's driving the Justy. Okay. And they, they've been having tire rubbing issues because they're running like a set of Miata wheels on it. Oh, wow. So they're spaced out and they got these big chunky snow tires. And going over bumps, they're like, yeah, the rear tires rub. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I want to talk to him a little bit about the Jesty. Yeah, that thing's sweet. I don't think I fit in it, but that thing's freaking <laughs> awesome. It's tiny. Uh, yeah, they got like a, they got, I think they got two spares for it. Like one's in the back, one's under the hood. Kind of like the, the uh, brat the <laughs> under the hood spare. You know, it's a built-in tire warmer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but no, that thing is super cool. Oh, we might have to roll the window down because I think Pete's going to do uh, going to do a pull in the tunnel. <laughs> doing Subaru stuff. <laughs> yeah. So Peter's car, the um, the 50th anniversary STI. Mm -hmm. uh, my understanding is, and from the way it smells, he's currently on E85, but he's flex tuned. I think that car does like 600 wheels. Whoa. <laughs> on, on the high yeah. boost tune. I don't, nice. I don't know if he's like multi-map for that or not, but yeah, it's... That's nice. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no big deal. When you got when you got the money for like a built engine and flex tune and yeah, oh, is that a cop behind us? It absolutely is. So I'm trying to. I mean, my only excuse was I had all the trucks next to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't pull in behind me. Oh, don't like that. Maybe maybe he's getting off up here. So the Tacoma currently has a cop tailgating it. Yeah, I think that's just because of the merge point here. Also, we did have a 40 mile an hour uh, speed limit sign back there. Great. And I have a giant license plate frame on my plate that 
is covering the state that I'm from. So that's going to be great. We're fine. We might be fine. My guess is like a big, he's going to follow us for a while. I'm pretty sure that that Daniel had like a cameras and like we probably sound to him. I don't know. Well, they definitely heard Peter. Hey, if everybody wants to get in front of me, go right ahead. I'm just going to kind of hang back. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead in front of me. Justy, cross track, out back. Oh, they were like way in the back. The yeah. Fox Ranger in the suit in the suburban. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he was just getting over in preparation for these lanes. Ideally. That guy really back there has way too many antennas. You think he's a cop or something? Just so you know, Pete, that cop is still behind me. All right, no fun noises. A long time. I call BS on that last statement. <laughs> no fun noises. <laughs> is he going around us? Yep. Oh, phew. Okay. All clear. State police too. Oh boy. Yes. He's like, well, I'm gonna get one of these Subarus. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up fast on the left, boys and girls. That was entertaining. Yeah. I always hate that. It's like I wasn't speeding. I don't have any lights out. Why are you behind me? I was speeding. God. I mean, like when the situations where you're not doing anything and they like will drive right behind you, it's like, uh -huh. get away from me. Yeah. Hello, Justy back there. The message is they were uh, back and forth about the Justy needing fuel and uh, us stopping at Breezewood, so we'll see. Yeah, I think we're taking this exit. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah. <laughs> That's when Channel 26 starts to bleed. Yeah. In a quarter mile, use any lane yeah. to take the US 30 West exit toward I 70 East, Baltimore. No, I'm following them. Shush. Alright, guys, we're uh, guys and girls. We're going to uh, go. We're going to go to this Gateway Plaza. We're gonna go to this Gateway Plaza. Um, there's a whole bunch of places right along here, so we're gonna depart here at 145. 145 feet at the Gateway Plaza. So I'm just gonna go in here to the Exxon okay. and get gas. Okay. So. And then I guess we're all just going to lunch wherever? Yeah, kind of. Top on the right up here. Oh no, your mic. <laughs> yeah. Mike, I guess push the button or something. Oh, this was fun. So that little thump that you heard there was me. I had my microphone on the clipped onto the seatbelt. So that's how I was recording in everybody's car. The microphone has a little clip, so I had it clipped on my seatbelt. I had it clipped on the driver's seatbelt. But when I went to go take my seatbelt off, I forgot to take the mic off. So when I pulled the seatbelt back into the, you know, the retracting device, it ended up popping my microphone off. And that's what the thump was. So and Jeff ended up doing that, too, during his recording. So on the next recording with Jeff, I had I think I had like two hours of audio that we had recorded. But 
it was somewhere in the second portion of it or maybe even at the the end of the first portion of it because these microphones record an hour at a time and then it'll go and record another hour segment and so on and so at some point we stopped somewhere and jeff pulled his seatbelt off and his microphone popped off but neither one of us knew it so we were driving and talking for quite a while before we realized that he was not wearing his mic so the next segment will be conversation with jeff what i did record and then also some conversations at Turn In Concepts where we did the raffle and the auction. And I talked to some people there. I talked to the owner of the Justy, which was really cool, and his dad. And some other people also talked to the owner of Turn In Concepts. So on the next segment, you will hear that. And again, I will get it out in a few episodes because I have some other episodes recorded with individuals from the community. And then I will get the last part of this out. I wished I would have liked to have done it all at once, but it's just been a lot of audio to sift through. And and so, and I didn't want, again, I didn't want this one to be like really, really long. So anyway, thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and doing something a little bit different, recording with people in the car and talking to the women from Make-A-Wish, New Jersey. Again, if you have the opportunity to go to 48 Hours of Tri-State and participate in the drives, I highly, highly recommend it. It's for a really good cause, and it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I know that you will too. The Subi and You podcast is hosted by Raphael in a closet in Houston, produced by Raphael in a room next to the closet in Houston, and edited by Raphael on a computer in the room next to the closet in Houston with music by Luke Ruiz in another room in Houston. You can find the Subi and You podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. To support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Once you join, you will have access to the Discord channel and Discord chats with other patrons. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can find them on Instagram at Podcast online at subianupodcast.com or by email subianupodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this week. Tune in Mondays for new episodes. Subi and you.